Welcome, everyone. This is the I'm Speaking podcast hosted by Mercy Hernandez and Priya Namar. We're speaking because you've been asking. Join us for a new season as we open up, speak up, and uplift voices everywhere. And of course, all views and opinions expressed in this podcast are that of the hosts and do not represent any outside entities. We have a lot to say, so let's get started. Welcome back to episode six of the Female Body Series. This is the I'm Speaking Podcast with Mercy. And Priya, welcome everybody. Welcome, welcome. So this topic is all about sex. I'm talking about sex, baby. I'm talking about you and me. All right. (laughs) We got the karaoke version of sex today. (laughs) Um, So Mercy and I will both have a lot of input for this this topic. And like every other topic, there's so much to talk about. So we're definitely going to touch on some stuff here. So 28% of Americans over the age of 45 report they've had sexual intercourse once a week or more in the last six months, and 40% report having intercourse at least once a month. That's kind of sad. More than, <laughs> I'm not judging, I'm not judging. Uh, more than one in five Americans over age 45, 22%, say they engage in self-stimulation at least once a week. And we'll talk about that soon. But I just want to give you a couple of facts here before we get started, because Mercy and I are both over 40. Um, Mercy's over 50 and I'm over 40. Uh, for women age 50 and higher, older age is related to a decline in all sexual behaviors. 5% per year of age for penile vaginal intercourse, 7% per year of age receiving or giving oral sex. And this is all according to the National Survey of Sexual Health and Behavior from 2010, um, but sex is different as you get older. It's different when you're younger and it's different when you're older. And I think it a lot has to do with, in addition to your physiology, your physical, physical makeup, also your experience. So we're gonna to be touching mm-hmm. on both those things for these categories. Yeah. And your so, environment as well. Your environment, yeah. yeah. Sure, absolutely. So I have a bunch of topics. I'm gonna to list them off real quickly. And let's pick a couple to talk about um, and some information about because there's so much. There's just so much. Bring it. I'm time to hear it. Okay. So according to the Kinsey Institute, these are categories that they had listed. Age and sexual activity, BDSM, the body, condom use, hormones, masturbation, orgasm, perceptions about sexual behavior, pornography, prostitution or sex work, sex and relationships, sexual assault and non-consensual sexual contact, sexual orientation and being transgender. Um, So where would you like to start, Mercy? Holy moly. Pick a number. Um, What was the first one? Age and sexual activity, which I just shared some facts about. Ooh, I don't know, you pick. Hmm. Hmm. Let's talk about, let's talk about, um, you know, this might be interesting if we talk about BDSM, because, you know, that's not something normal that we would talk about, what we normally talk about. Do you know what BDSM is? 
No clue. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's bondage, discipline, domination, submission, sadism, and masochism. I'm probably saying that right. Masochism. Uh, that's BDSM. Okay. And this is where you see uh, people dressing up with leather, leather straps. It was from um, uh, uh, that, that book that everybody liked. Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. Shades of Grey. Uh, the main character was into BDSM. Um, and in a small, uh, so I'm gonna give you some, uh, some, some facts. Facts on it. Um, in a small sample, there were no significant differences between BDSM practitioners and the general population on measures of psychopathology, depression, anxiety. So there were there was no difference. <laughs> what does that mean? There was no difference between, <laughs> between the actual po- population and people who practice it in their psychology and how they behave. Uh, 1.8% of sexually active people said they have been involved in BDSM. 12% of females and 22% of males reported erotic response to an SM story, which is sexual behavior in the human female. And 55% of females and 50 per, 50% of males reported having responded erotically to being bitten. 1.8% of sexually active people, one point th- of which 1.3 are women, said that they have been, been involved in BDSM. So I think we could easily say that if you've been tied up on a bed, bed post or you've been handcuffed, that is BDSM. So yeah, I would say so. Yeah, it's probably the mildest form of it, but it is. Yep. Right. And then a lot of people find it very erotic, just visually looking at it. And um, I think that has to do with pornography as well. And um, being bitten or if you're getting, I guess if you're getting hickeys or any of those things, any of those things are considered BDSM. I mean, it has to be, it has to be something that people have an interest in women specifically, because I don't think if there was an interest or a liking, those books would have been as, as big as they were. Very true. Right? And then they had the movie, it was huge. It was not the best movie. The writing was not the best writing, nope. yet it was all topic-based and the, the topic was interesting enough to women to want to read it and watch it and all that i'm super old school of it had it's not that i liked it or disliked it i just sincerely never had an interest to learn more about it so mm-hmm. i just I, I haven't seen it i i really? wasn't interested in the wait wait wait, wait. you haven't wasn't seen- interested no i never saw the movie i saw parts of it and i was like eh, whatever it, it, i felt it was yeah I felt it was corny, the the, the movie, as I was watching. Yeah, I, was like, eh. I agree. The movie was corny and I didn't like the actor choices. Yeah. And then with the book, I started reading it. And I remember we were on a road trip. Her was sitting behind me and she goes, what are you reading? And I told her, I'm going to read this. And I showed it to her. And she goes, oh, let me see it. I forgot about it. She gave it back to me like towards the end of that drive. I think we're probably driving to Tennessee. And she goes, okay, don't read it when you're around me. I read the whole book. I'm like, what? She had read the whole book. I'm like, oh my God, I didn't read the book. That was it. She yeah. killed it for me. I'm like, I don't even want to know what she read. Uh, well, the book actually, I mean, it, it did have BDSM in there. And it talks a lot of it about the main character's past and why he's like that. But it, it did have a good good storyline. Other than yes. the fact, it, it had a good storyline. 
<laughs> um, yeah, so that's BDSM, y'all. Okay, All right. Good to know. Let's talk about masturbation. All right. Let's talk We're about getting it. all the hard topics today. I know. I like it. I like it. I like being <laughs> fierce about this. Okay. Masturbation. So more than half of women ages 18 to 49 reported masturbating during the previous 90 days. Rates were highest among those 25 to 29 and progressively lesser in older age groups. And this is according to the National Survey of Sexual Health and Behavior. And approximately one third of women in all relationships in, in the 60 to 69 year cohort that they had reported recent masturbation. So, Mercy, have you ever masturbated? I haven't. You haven't? You haven't. I know, I feel like a total lie. That has to be lie. That no, has to be lie. I swear on my kids. I, and I, I know they're going to listen to this too. You haven't. I haven't. Maybe because I've been married since I was 17 or with Billy since I was 17. I've True. never, ever, ever, ever been single. I've never been, you know, we never had a breakup. We never had, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I ever, I don't think I have much alone time until now. I, I just, we're at such a different stage of our life now that we're older and there's nobody in the house. Yeah. That if there's a need, if he's right there, I'm right here. We're great. It's just a different time. So maybe I would have experienced it in my 20s if I was not in a relationship at some point or now if it was a different time or if I had been, I don't know. I just, it just, it hasn't happened. It's not that I didn't want it or whatever. I just, I don't know. I had, it's like if you're hungry, there's food. I, What's going on? It was Billy. <laughs> 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 so I never, never outsourced. Oh, wow. Yeah. Outsourced. Yeah, I like that term. Outsourced. Yeah. So wow. how about you? Yeah, I have. But you I have. have waited for a long time. Yeah. I've been with him for over 20 years and, you know, I dated in my twenties and stuff in my teens, but I have. And um, it's sometimes it's just to take the edge off, even though we're, we're married and he's right there and, you know, we have sex frequently. It's just to take the edge off, you know, if I'm feeling stressed also. Right. So, so one thing I've been telling my, um, my therapist a lot, like I meet with my therapist every week. So I, so the two biggest tools in my tool bag that I use to combat stress or any trauma that I'm dealing with is the working out going to the gym frequently and sex, Excellent. you know, right. and, um, masturbation is all a part of that. And I think it's really important. You shouldn't be scared. If you're listening, you shouldn't be scared to admit to it. I think everybody mm-hmm. has touched themselves. Or, or so, embarrassed. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's definitely yeah. a natural. And it's part, part of, of life. knowing yourself and what you like. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important knowing yourself and what you like. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I know older, older people, old school people are uncomfortable with talking about it sometimes, but some people, some people, like, my goodness, you could talk to my mom and she'll go. You're robbing the whole No filter. <laughs> no filter. So, yeah, you get, you know, those girls that were out there in the 70s. Yeah. They had a great time. And, true, true. Your mom is a priest. Yeah. yeah, I don't see my mom. Yeah, so sometimes it's, it's, you know, it's not even age. It's just, I guess, again, the circumstances, the environment, 
maybe the upbringing, maybe when, you know, shame, when you're raised and you're taught sex in a shameful way, as opposed to a healthy, natural way. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just so much. I remember, gosh, growing up and my mom, you know, or my grandmother telling me you keep that quarter between your knees or, or yeah. Right. So it was just a terminology, like don't open yeah. the legs because the minute that something touches that area, whether it's somebody else or yourself, you're no longer the same. You devaluate. Wow. And that was, wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that's instilled in you like that. That's a Hispanic thing. Wow. Yeah. Just it even hearing that really strong. That's traumatizing too. Cause that, mm-hmm. that, that's, that puts trauma on you. Cause yeah. you don't. And then if, if he touched you, he shamed you. Now you get married. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of crazy. And I, I know, you know, I was approved with the girls, but not to that extent. Like, no, the fact that you had sex does not mean you're going to marry that person. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, you know, you married for a different reason. And, and yeah, sex is sex is not necessarily love and love is not sex. Yeah. But with love, you can have, you know, you can make love and it's different. So there's just it, it can be so broad. Um, and I mentioned for like the third time environment, because I know we're diff- living a different time. So life, you know, for women as well as for men, but mainly for women, it's, there's so many different stages. We spoke about that when you're, you know, when you're, um, a teenager, when you're a young adult in your twenties, then when you have a period, when you get pregnant, when you're on birth control, um, when you're menopausal, there's just so many stages for a woman um, and so many different factors. The COVID, right? So mm-hmm. this report that you were reading, which is 2010, does not factor in the fact that we had COVID and COVID enclosed us into four walls and things shifted completely because it either made you stronger or broke you. It was either yep. either or. Yeah. Um, so if, you know, if there was something there if there was a flame there, I think it kind of ignited into this, this whole passion mm-hmm. and people became more passionate, more in love, had more time to really be present into each other's company and, and things just evolved in a, in a whole new world of, of pleasure. Mm-hmm. Whereas in some other ones, they realized like, hey, you know, this wasn't what we thought it was and it kind of broke. And so yeah. I think COVID is, it, the fact that we went through COVID times taught us a lot about sex and about, about ourselves yeah about we, ourselves yes yeah. and about ourselves and about you know the pleasures of it and 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 am I really with the right partner is this a partner that I want to spend the rest of my life with because you mm-hmm. can be in your 20s and you're living with your boyfriend and you know was I happy during this time that it was just us and we were at the four walls was I yeah. satisfied does he understand me does he give me enough time do I give him enough pleasure and and so on so you know again the the stage in our life the environment that we're in the circumstances that we're under that season all that has a lot to do with with sex your upbringing your beliefs um if you were open if you were shamed i geez i remember having a conversation i'll never forget this because i learned so much from this woman when I first started the Queen Bees, when we were first here in Miami. I was oh, I remember. I remember that lady that you told. Uh, you remember her? I'm not going to say the name. <laughs> no, no disclosure on the name. But she was just an 
open book about sex. She was just so open to a level I had never experienced. And I found it fascinating. Um, a little too much for me, right? Because it was so extreme for me. Um, but she had actually taught her daughters to pleasure themselves with a cucumber. What? She actually used a cucumber when her daughters were younger um, and taught them, this is, you know, this is how it works. This is how you get pleasure with this. This is how you lubricate this. This is how you put a condom on it. I mean, things that were really like, oh, wow. Hey, that was interesting. You know, that she did some of it. Some of it I was in, in agreement with and some of it was interesting, but I personally found the age was too young. Um, but then, you know, she had brilliant girls that were very in healthy relationships. And it's so, you know, it, it, everybody's just so different yep. and how, how we're exposed to it is so different. And I, I hope that out of this particular segment and any woman listening that they never find shame in it, that mm -hmm. they find, you know, pleasure in it. If you're, Empower. if you're empower and if you're yes. not finding that then look elsewhere mm -hmm. right? I, 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 that makes me think like how powerful women are because of our bodies hmm. we are we hold it all we have yeah. the power we give life we have power over men um like we are strong uh, we are resilient you know there are so many things about us that men don't have obviously but we have so much power in our sexuality too like Absolutely. you know you think about you know the old story of cleopatra and anthony like cleopatra you know seduced anthony or i don't actually i don't know exactly what happened because we were you know we we're hearing stories over the years but right. but you know she she brought a man down to his, his knees like she you know she made him uh give up what he had like it was Women are so powerful. Like they've brought down empires. They've just, you know, they've- You hear that time and time again. Well, I mean, if yeah. you're really gonna go there, you talk also about the Bible. The Bible starts with Adam and Eve. Mm. Yes. She right? brought down- and the yeah. apple, the temptation, and bite it into temptation. That all goes to power, hell, literally. The <laughs> power that she had, and ironically, the the Bible is very, it's, it's leaning towards- um, you know, the men and male preference in all of it, right. all of its stories, but it almost seems like they're trying to subdue the power of the woman. Like they're trying to make, you know, Mary Magdalene, you know, marry herself, like all the women in the Bible, they're like reduced to these objects or just uh, after. Unless then you go and watch the Da Vinci Code, right? And in the Da Vinci Code, hey, Jesus was uh, Mary. Mary was the savior. It wasn't Right, it wasn't Jesus, it was Mary. I mean, yeah. I, we could just go on and on and on. on, and the on. Bottom line is the power of the woman. Yeah, the woman. The power of the woman. Powerful. Um, and sexuality is powerful. So don't be scared of it. Don't be scared to use your sexuality. All right, next topic orgasm. So about 85% of men report that their partner had an orgasm at the most recent sexual event. This compares to 64% of women who report having an orgasm at their most recent sexual event. 
So it's men saying they have, this is funny, men saying that 85% of their partners have had an orgasm. Meanwhile, women are like, no, 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 64%. And they're being, I think they're being generous. I think the females are being generous. That's, I'm just yep. saying. Yep, yep. So I think that, that statistic's funny. Um, men are more likely to orgasm when sex includes vaginal intercourse. Women are more likely to orgasm when they engage in a variety of sexual acts, <clears throat> which include oral sex um, and vaginal intercourse. Um, so we, we don't just have an orgasm when we're having sex with a man with a penis. There's other ways for us to have orgasm, whereas a man has to have vaginal intercourse or something similar to that to have an orgasm. Um, right. And then among ages 18 to 59, older age men, uh, uh, older age for men is associated with lower likelihood of his own orgasm. For women, it is associated with a higher likelihood of her own orgasm. Age is not associated with the partner's orgasm for either men or women. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. That is interesting. Well, that, yeah, that explains why you have, you know, different uh, couples with different mm -hmm. gaps in age and with <clears throat> yep. gaps in age. Yeah, and I, I, I do believe that there's a peak. Like, I, I've been hearing a little bit here and there that the whole peak thing is like a myth, but um, I do believe women hit their sexual peak at a different time than men do. Um, I feel like I'm in my sexual peak right now. Like, I, yeah, I've like, heard that. I've heard men... <laughs> I, yeah, I think men peak in their 20s and then women peak in their 40s. If I'm not mistaken, that's what I had heard. And, and that's where that other movie, The Graduate, comes from, where yep. you have, you know, the kids that are in college and then the women that are home and the man's working. Yeah. Um, and then the man that's working is actually looking for the younger girls while the woman's at home waiting. So she gets the younger guys and it goes on and on. But I'm curious, how does sex relate to our health is it healthy to have sex um yes uh, duh. Oh. <laughs> okay, no, and what okay, does so, it benefit right okay tell me why it's healthy what does it aside from pleasure pleasure is one thing i'm talking about health are you trying is to curb this conversation mercy and make it more about okay I got no 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 but i want to know what the health benefits to it other okay. than pleasure pleasure is okay. a given okay so it Okay, so there's different types of sex. Some sex is not consensual, some sex is. And right, um, right, right, right. So obviously if it's not consensual, there's a lot of stress involved in that. You obviously can get hurt physically, emotionally, mentally, there's a lot of trauma involved. So health, yeah. when we're talking about health, we're talking about all different things. There's the mental, the emotional, the physical, all these right. things are included in um, having sex. Yes. So if we're having healthy sex, you know that your hormones are going to be affected by this. You're going to get all the, the good hormones. So it's a stress reliever, which is excellent for health because we talked about how stress is, can affect your heart and other organs. Yes, exactly. So that's huge. It relieves stress. Uh, obviously, it's exercise. You're burning calories yeah. while you're having sex. So it's yes. exercise. Yeah. <laughs> Physical exercise, I think, are the biggest... Yeah. I think stress would be huge. Yeah. Physical exercise is a given. But stress is huge because stress was one of your main topics with the heart. Mm -hmm. Right. That's and when nice. we spoke about the vision and the oral, we were talking about it stressing the body as well when you're not taking care of it properly. So we talked about how stress 
can harm all these and can impact all these topics we've spoken about, but we had yet to speak of something that we can do to release the stress. And I think this is where sex comes in. Yep, sex release. What a beautiful way, what a beautiful and pleasant way when, you know, when done properly, consensually, et cetera, et cetera, to release stress. Yeah, so if it's with yourself, only with yourself through masturbation or if it's with somebody that, you know- Either way, it's stress relieving. Yeah, it it relieves stress. Um, In a healthy way. In a healthy way, in a healthy way. Um, Now, I mean, they're all, I I did want to touch on some other topics here, but there's so much, and maybe we should even have a series about sex now. We could, I would love that. (laughs) I would love that. Uh, But here are 10 sex tips that you need. Number one, number one, learn your body. So as we're coming up, you know, we go to sex ed, our moms may give us a book about sex. Like we're hearing about sex here and there, but we're the, really the, the important education is about learning about our own selves and learning about our body and uh, what what works for us, what our boundaries are when it comes to the act of sex. Uh, if we want to masturbate any of those things, the important thing is that we learn our bodies. And um, we understand, the. I want to include to that because I'll be talking about that when we get to the menopause part. Um, how our hormones have so much to do with the pleasure that we get when we have sex. And again, going back to different stages in our life. Uh, When we ovulate, that's when our body's screaming, go get pregnant. You know, if you're talking about like really primal innate stuff, you know. That's the time. Primal of the fittest, like our bodies are screaming, go get pregnant. So that's when we're most like wanting to, to have sex or feel that stimulation is when we're ovulating because we want our eggs to be fertilized. Um, wow. And that that actually happens, ovulation usually happens 11 days from the first day we have our period. Uh, 11, between 11 and 20 days from the first day we have our period, between that time period. And of course okay. we know at the 28th day that's, or 27th day, that's when we get our period, uh, the next cycle of our period. So. Uh, when we ovulate, that's when we're feeling like the, the stimulation is going to be at the at its best because that's what we want. <laughs> and right. our are raging. And what and when the egg is released, that's when the hormones shift and we're not feeling as charged as we did or as good as we did when we first ovulated. Um, identify your turnoffs. Number two, identify your turnoffs. What turns you off when you have sex? Again, know your boundaries uh, when you're mm. with someone. Uh, what works for you, what doesn't. Um, so it doesn't and turn express it, share it, express it, be vocal. So it doesn't turn into a situation where um, it doesn't feel right and you might right. experience trauma from it. Uh, learn to communicate your wants and needs to your partner, what we just said. Uh, exercise. <laughs> so men, I, I don't, we don't have a lot of men that listen to this podcast. 87% of, <laughs> of our listeners are, listener. uh, yeah, are women ages 28 to 34. Uh, so men, as they get older, need to exercise more because it'll be harder for them to become erect to have sex. So the exercise increases to help the hormones, the T levels increase so they can perform sex for women. Um, it's, it's, it's not the same, obviously, but it helps your hormone activity, and it helps the um, helps you to be, uh, uh, I guess, more into it. <laughs> 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 Want to have sex? Um, okay. 
Yeah, it helps you to, so if it relieves, exercise relieves stress just as much as sex relieves sex. So exercise and sex benefit each other. Um, maintain strong emotional intimacy. So this is not as easy as it sounds, especially for the Gen Zers and the millennials, because their dating is a lot different from us when we were coming. Yeah. So they have sex, a lot of them have sex on the first date because they're just trying it out. So there's not really a lot of emotional intimacy happening right there. So that's going to happen later on with your partner as you discover each other. You've been each other for a while. You really know what works, what doesn't work. Uh, but emotional intimacy is important in order for that experience to be good, you know, to really get the most out of it. Um, avoid the same old, same old in your life in general. <laughs> so spice it up, you know, uh, positions, um, places times of day. Explore, absolutely. Explore. Toys, clothing. Yeah, exactly. Spice it up. Um, practice mindful living. So it's funny, we, we, it, this is also a consistency in these episodes, mindful living. Practice mindful living in your sex life to be purposeful. Um, uh, and, and this will also give you control, obviously, over what's happening around you and in your relationship to be mindful in what you're doing. So what works for you? What doesn't work for you? What works for your partner? What doesn't work for your partner? What are each other's, um, uh, you know, uh, points, right? yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. basically. And think outside of the bed, what we just said, avoid the same all, just think outside of the bed. It doesn't have to be in the yeah. bed, you know, keep it spicy and fun and safe. And, um, yeah. and um, wear a condom when you need to. STD rates are up around younger people because they just want to feel good. They're also, believe it or not, Priya, I just found this out. They're also extremely high in the elderly uh, community. Yes. So, yes. yes. So in the elderly community, there's a massive spike in STDs because there's unsafe sex and there is sex happening more than in high schools. I mean, they are just like careless, careless, care whatever. Free balls. Like, do it here, do it there, do it anywhere. I don't care. Yeah, free do balls to the wind. Because yeah, they're, they're, they're the, probably like, we're old, we're going to die. We anyway. have nothing to lose. Bring <laughs> it on. So it's, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's hilarious. That, that is really uh -huh. Yeah, but protection is important because these STDs do get around. Yes. But, I mean, chlamydia is treatable, but some STDs are not like herpes. Right. And you don't want to be stuck with that or the SIF. So just be careful when you're out there um, and, and use that protection and be proactive about it. If your partner doesn't have protection, make sure you have it and you could use it. Yes. And if you've experienced any kind of trauma um, during anything we've spoken about, um, or any sex encounter or anything of that sort, we very, very highly recommend that you speak to a therapist. They can make a world of difference um, and maybe they can help, you know, build a bridge between that pain that you have felt and the pleasure that is possible, hopefully at the other end. So do seek help. This is something that should be pleasant, not something that should be painful. Um, this is something that should help your stress, not create stress. Uh, so, you know, look for, look for help if, if this is not a pleasant thing for you. So on that note, 
thank you for listening today. This was a very spicy episode. (laughs) (laughs) And don't be afraid to discuss these topics with your girlfriends, you know, um, and just be open. Learn a lot. Yep. You learn a lot from each other. Uh, So make sure you follow, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. And this is the I'm Speaking Podcast with Mercy. And Priya. Thank you for joining us. See you soon.